If you enjoy our content and think this is important material, the best compliment you can pay is by sharing this with your friends and family. This helps us out a lot. Also, if you enjoyed today's program, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We would love to hear from you. Truth in My Days podcast is sponsored by the Truth in My Days ministry. Welcome to the Truth in My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men. Series on the Creed. What is the Creed? Many evangelical scholars think that Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 15, 3-7 are actually a creed, a statement of faith in the resurrection of Jesus that the early church created soon after Jesus' death and resurrection and the apostles taught this creed to Paul after his conversion. If this is correct, they say, it means we have evidence for the resurrection dating only three to five years after the fact, which is earlier than the gospel books and provides solid evidence for our beliefs. But is this correct? And if not, are we undermining the credibility of the New Testament and its message by promoting it? John and Sonia have been discussing the alleged creed in 1 Corinthians 15, 3-7, a statement of faith about the resurrection of Jesus Christ that Paul supposedly received from the apostles only a few years after the resurrection of Jesus and incorporated it into this letter. This early creed has been hailed as the key proof of the resurrection, but is it? Or is this claim causing more harm than good? We have seen that several apologists are emphasizing the supposed creed and downplaying the gospel books, which are early and far more detailed than these few verses in 1 Corinthians. We have seen that there is no actual proof for the claim that this creed dates to within three to five years after the resurrection, or indeed that it is a creed at all. The supposed evidence supporting the idea was examined and was found wanting. The vocabulary is not, as is claimed, primitive, being found also in the gospel books and acts and the supposed stylized content is simply a series of bullet points written by Paul to defend the truth of the resurrection. And the use of the Aramaic name Cephas for Peter is insignificant since Paul uses both names interchangeably throughout both 1 Corinthians and Galatians. We then looked at the evidence against this passage being an early creed. The first problem we looked at was that the passage includes a claim that, quote, he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, end quote. And we saw the evangelical scholars are unable to find any passage in the Old Testament that says this. In fact, it is in the New Testament, in the Gospel books, and since Paul used the Gospel according to Luke in his ministry, as is shown by 1 Timothy 5.18, it is reasonable to think that this is the scriptures to which he was referring to in 1 Corinthians 15.3, that is Luke. But regardless of which gospel book he was referring to, it shows that at least one gospel book, and possibly three, preceded this supposed creed. Preceded this supposed creed. So it cannot have been written three to five years after Jesus' resurrection. And again, the gospel books are shown to be better evidence. Now let us continue this discussion. We hope you enjoyed this multi-part series. Let's look at Paul's introduction to this supposed creed. Uh, just before the creed part starts, let's look at 1 Corinthians 15.1. Can you read that out for us? Moreover, brethren, 
I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand. So what does Paul here call this material that's supposed to be a creed? What is he, that he's about to summarize, what does he call it? The gospel which I preached to you. It's the gospel which I preached to you. It's actually very similar to his wording in Galatians chapter 1, 11 and 12, isn't it? Could you read that for us, please? But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. So, 1 Corinthians 15, 1, the gospel which I preached to you. Galatians 1, 11, the gospel which was preached by me. Almost exactly the same thing, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Now, while our evangelical scholars tell us that Paul got what he here calls the gospel which was preached by me from the apostles, from men, that he was taught it by men, Paul says no such thing here. He doesn't address where he got it from, but he does address it in Galatians 1, 11 to 12, where he got this from, the gospel which was preached by me. And what does he say about it? Let's read the passage. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man, for I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. So he is explicitly telling us that he did not receive it from man. He was not taught it by anybody. He got it through the revelation of Jesus Christ. That seems pretty clear, doesn't it? Well, is it possible? Okay, he got the gospel from Jesus, but the creed formulation could have been gotten from man. Well, this is why it's important to notice what he calls it. The gospel which was preached by me is what he says he didn't get from man. He wasn't taught it. In 1 Corinthians, he, he calls it the gospel preached, right? The gospel which I preached to you. But you don't usually accept these kind of stylistic or parallel type of parallel wording type arguments in other situations. It's not, it's not an issue of parallel wording. Paul is telling you, this is what it is. This is the gospel which was preached to me. Did he pre uh, preached by me? Did he preach a different gospel in Galatia than he did here in Corinth? No. Okay, so if he's saying the gospel that I preached in Galatia, I didn't get from men, I wasn't taught it, then the gospel which he preached in Corinth is the same gospel, which means he did not get it from men, and he was not taught it. That was pretty clear, isn't it? Yeah. Please note that this is a multi-part series. If you have missed any episodes and would like to listen to them, they will all be available on our YouTube channel and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can find the links to these on our website, truthinmydays.com, or you can look for Truth In My Days on YouTube as one word. So, there's something seriously wrong here then. All of our heavyweight evangelical scholars... And their fans tell us that Paul received this gospel, which I preached to you, from men, from the apostles. He was taught it by the apostles. But Paul explicitly tells us that he did not receive it from man and that he was not taught it. And this is not just an ordinary writing. What we see here in both Galatians and 1 Corinthians is what we Christians believe to be God-breathed scripture 
inerrant, infallible. And if it says that Paul did not receive the gospel he preached from man and was not taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ, is that not what professing evangelicals should believe? Well, yeah, of course, unless is there some kind of textual variant that changes what's said in Galatians? Yeah, it's, it's good to look at that. That's a good point. We should always check for textual variants. But in this case, there aren't any. There's no difference among the texts. Both of them do say this. Then I, I can't imagine how they could possibly get away with this creed argument. Yeah, that, that's we should have. Once the Bible has Paul saying, I didn't get this from men, I wasn't taught it, then, then that, that should settle the issue. And yet what we have instead, Mike Lacona, Paul received this creed from Peter and James. Where Paul says, I did not receive this from man, nor was I taught it. William Lane Craig, this creed was given to Paul when he met with the apostles James and Peter. Paul, the word of God through Paul, I did not receive this from man, nor was I taught it. Gary Habermas, Paul received this material when he met with Peter and James. God breathed scripture, Paul did not receive this from man, nor was he taught it. And so on. Could it be that people just missed what Paul said in Galatians 1, 11 to 12 about not receiving this from men or being taught it? Well, that, that would be a very strange thing if scholars don't notice what's being said in Galatians 1, 11 to 12. And I don't think that that's actually possible because some of them do try to explain this away. They are aware of what Galatians 1 says, but they still want to hold on to the idea that this is a creed. And so they do try to find some way to explain it away. Let's look at a few of these examples and see if you think that these are valid explanations. Here, here's one scholar saying this. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul received a creed, formulaic statement of belief, and passed it on to the Corinthians. This creed was probably composed shortly after Jesus' crucifixion by various Christians Many scholars argue that Paul likely received this creed from the Jerusalem apostles. First, while Paul is passing on a particular formulaic statement of belief in 1 Corinthians 15, the source of that statement of belief is Jesus Christ. Jesus was the ultimate giver and authenticator of the creed. Likewise, Jesus is the ultimate source of Paul's knowledge of the gospel, as in Galatians 1. Therefore, there is no contradiction between the two passages. What, what do you think of that one? Well, actually, I, that was sort of what I was thinking about just a few minutes ago, and I think we just answered it. It, it, it doesn't work because he says the gospel which I received, I was not not taught by, by men or whatever, and that he received it from God so it's, or from Jesus, so it's not possible. Yeah, so there's a bait and switch here where we're saying, okay, when, when Paul says he didn't receive it, what he really means is that men were not the ultimate source of the, the alleged creed. But Paul doesn't say that uh, the ultimate source of the gospel that I preached to you was not from men. Yeah? He says the gospel that I preached to you was not from men. And he specifically says he was not taught it by men. The point he is trying to make is that he is not dependent on any human beings. He is an independent apostle of God, and he is preaching this gospel that he got straight from the Lord. He was not taught it. So the idea of saying, well, yeah, Paul says he wasn't taught it 
He didn't receive it from men. Well, really he did, but even so, the ultimate the ultimate source was was Jesus, and therefore when he says he didn't receive it from men, he did, but he says he wasn't taught it, but he, he was, but really he's just saying that, well, but the ultimate source was not from people. That that makes no sense in the context. He is referring to the gospel that he preached to them, not anything else, not an ultimate source of it or anything else. Here's another scholar. He says, the gospel that Paul received from Jesus and the apostles appears to be formulated here as a primitive creed used in the confession of faith of the early Christians. What do you think of that one? Well, I, I guess the the problem is still that he says he didn't receive it from men. Yes. Where where does this uh, commentator get off changing the gospel that he received? He says, I didn't receive it from men. I got it from Jesus. Changing and saying, well, he, he, he did receive it from Jesus and from men. <laughs> Paul's explicit. He did not receive it from men. So this is a problem. These people are seeing the contradiction between what Paul says in Galatians and w- treating what's in 1 Corinthians as a creed. But instead of saying, well, I guess it's not a creed, which they they should be saying that based on the evidence we've already looked at. But instead of saying that, they're trying to find some way to reconcile the irreconcilable. Here, this, this fellow seems to want to have his cake and eat it too, claiming that Paul got the creed from both Jesus and and the apostles, but that remains a contradiction to Paul's statement that he did not receive it from men. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Unfortunately, we have run out of time, but please join us for the next part, same time and same place. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. If you like our content, please share this information with family and friends. It helps us a lot. We also would love to hear from you. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Truth In My Days as one word again. Truth In My Days as one word. No spaces in between. Or reach us by email at info at truthinmydays.com. You may also visit our website for more comprehensive material and to learn more about our ministry. Our website is truthinmydays.com. Thank you.